Well then, let's uh, continue to think about this great theme. Uh, the change of our emotions from sadness to being puzzled to an astonishment and then to great joy. If we can come to see this morning that these things are really true, Jesus is risen from the dead. What's the evidence? Well, we've had a little chat with Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson and we looked at some of the facts around the resurrection. But you know, the most convincing proof I, we could go through all those proofs, but they're no good. I mean, they've been said to me many, many times in my teenage years. But do you know what the real proof of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is? You meet him for yourself. <laughs> There's an encounter with him. And I know the resurrection is true this morning because God himself by his spirit has told me that it's true. And that changes everything. We encounter the risen Jesus Christ through that work of his Holy Spirit. Remember, one being of God, but three persons are revealed. That's something of a mystery that even Sherlock Holmes and Watson couldn't solve. What? One God, but three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit? Yeah, that's what the Bible tells us. God is so big in his being, we can never fully comprehend him. But for all the different proofs there might be, here's the most vital proof that God tells you by his spirit it's true. So it happened to me in August 1976, and I was, um, I was, um, let me find one here. Um, oh yeah, I was astonished, sat in that church service. I was astonished. I was uh, I was never frightened. No, I wasn't frightened, uh, but I was amazed. I was puzzling my way through the service, but then I came to see because God told me <clears throat> that it was true. It was true. And, uh, wow, from that point on, everything has changed. Here we are, 47 years later. So I was 19, and 47 years have gone by. If you're really clever, you can work out my age, all right? So don't have to shout it out, but uh, you probably think he can't. But uh, you're probably thinking, well, he looks older than that to me. But uh, anyway, God, God told me it was true, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What does it mean? What does the resurrection of Jesus Christ really, really mean? Well, two things I want to leave you with. <clears throat> Number one, it proves that Jesus Christ is exactly who he claimed to be. Now, the Bible's very, very clear. It claims that Jesus Christ was a man, just like you and me. He was born uh, of his uh, human mother. It was a virgin birth. So he had no human father. God is his father by the Holy Spirit. But he had a real body like you and me. He really was a man. <clears throat> and he walked my, my road and joys and sorrows. He, he knew them too, because he really was like you and me, a real human being. If he fell over, he'd graze his knees. He knew what pain and sorrow really was. But as well as being a real man, he never stopped being God, fully God. God had come to earth, the form of Jesus Christ, sent by the Father. He's come in the power of the Holy Spirit 
And he is God the Son. He really is God. And people said to him, this claim that you've got, that you are God, uh, what proof have you got? What proof have you got? Do you know what Jesus Christ said? He said, uh, well, here's the proof I will give you. If you destroy my body, he said, destroy this temple, he meant his body, I will raise it again on the third day. Proof, he says. You want proof? You kill me, and I will rise again on the third day. Now, people can make all sorts of claims, and many people do. Now, I've got a claim for you this morning, uh, children and adults too. Although I am Andy Christophides, I've got another identity. I'm really Superman. Did you know that? I'm really, you've got Superman <coughs> here in uh, Clidic uh, this morning, Bethel Evangelical Church. Now, who believes me? Who do believes me? You, well, thank you. Thank you, man on the back row there. But uh, what can I do to prove that I am Superman? No. You want me to fly? I could do a quick circuit around. I'll do, go quick, carefully. Can I do that? Would that prove it? You don't think I can? Well, I, I could, but I won't because yeah, it might scare some people. I, I could turn on my laser eyes and I could uh, burn a hole in the ceiling, maybe, so we could see the... The, the, the blue sky and the sunshine. What can I do to prove it? Well, actually, I can't do those things. But they said to Jesus, prove you are who you claim to be. Oh, destroy this body. I'll rise it again on the third day. A famous um, escapologist and magician called Harry Houdini. And Houdini could escape from all sorts of things. You could tie him up with ropes and chains, <clears throat> and he could break out. You could uh, tie him up with ropes and chains, put him in a barrel, and put a padlock on the lid, and he would break out. How did he do such things? On one occasion, they put him uh, in ropes and chains and uh, in, in a barrel, and they put the barrel in, in water, and he, he got out again. And Houdini said, you know... Uh, I can get out of anything. He said, I believe it might be possible to escape death itself. And uh, he said to his wife, when I die, I'm going to try and find the way back. I'm going to escape death. And if I do, I'll come back and tell you. And uh, always leave a candle burning for me on the anniversary of my death and if it's real, if I've beaten death I will come back and tell you and Houdini did die well, he, quite a sad death and then every year his wife kept a candle burning and he never came back and he never said anything to her, there was complete silence because he couldn't beat death but Jesus Christ did beat death he came back he didn't whisper to his disciples. He declared it and he showed himself and he said, touch me and feel me. He ate with them. They were with him for 40 days. Then they saw him raised from the earth. He went back to heaven and the resurrection proves that he actually is who he claimed to be. Romans chapter 1 and verse 4 tells us, Jesus Christ was declared to be the Son of God with power by his resurrection from the dead so his resurrection changes everything many have claimed great things 
but have given nothing to back it up. Jesus gives the proof. My resurrection from the dead. You kill me, I will come back again on the third day, as I said I would. So the resurrection proves him to be who he claimed to be. And secondly then, his resurrection proves this. Not only is he the son of God, God who became a man, astonishing, lived and died and rose again. His resurrection proves that his work actually works. I mean, why did Jesus Christ come to this sad little planet? Think of who Jesus actually is. He is the eternal one. I mean, I was born 60, I'll tell you my age now, 66 Year, you worked it out, did you? 66 years ago. Uh, before that, I was in my mother's womb for around about nine months. I think I was two days late. So let's say nine months and, and two days. Before that, I simply didn't exist. And there'd been a universe around for a long time, but I, I didn't exist. But Jesus Christ, when he was born in Bethlehem of Judea during the time of Herod the king, that wasn't the beginning of him before he was placed in his mother's womb by that wonderful work of the Holy Spirit. He existed long before that. He'd existed, the Bible says, forever and forever and forever and forever. And in fact, that Jesus is, under the hand of his Father in the work of the Holy Spirit, the creator of the whole universe, uh, it's in the beginning that uh, God said, and that's Jesus Christ. He's the Word. He, he spoke. The universe was created. Now, I, I'm, I'm really keen on astronomy. Got a lovely telescope at home. And uh, one of the most spectacular sights is the Andromeda Galaxy uh, in the night sky. You can just about see it with your naked eye if you're really careful on a dark, dark night where there are no lights interfering and there's no clouds and maybe there's no moon. But with the telescope, you get a view of Andromeda. It's wonderful. It contains a thousand, thousand million stars, a trillion stars in the Andromeda galaxy. And it's six, no, about three million light years away from us. And that's a small part of the universe. And who is Jesus? He's the creator of all this. Now, here's the question. Why would he leave that beautiful place, heaven, and come to this tired, sad little planet and uh, know the sorrows of this world well he came to do one thing he didn't come to calm a storm because he could do that from heaven he didn't come to raise the dead he could do that from heaven he didn't come to feed the hungry he could do that from heaven uh, he didn't come to teach as many things he could do that from heaven he came to do something he couldn't do from heaven he came to take away your biggest problem and our biggest problem is sin. Before a holy God. See, God wants you, children, adults, every one of us here. No one's left out. Other folks listening online as well. We've got an online too, for you at home as well. Here's what God wants. He wants you in heaven. Yeah? The problem is you've got a bad heart, sin. You do things wrong, say things wrong, think things wrong. Why? Because you are wrong. People think sin is things that you do. It's primarily what you are. <laughs> you sin because you're a sinner. You do things wrong because you are wrong. There's a default position. 
and it focuses on self, I, me, mine. Have you ever tried when you were younger trying to share a toy with somebody? It's not possible, is it? Because it's your turn. Still happens with adults too. I want, I want. And we should be God-centered because he's, he gives me air to breathe. <laughs> Food and Easter eggs are from him as well. Might be from mum and dad, but really they're from, they're from him. Uh, toothpaste is from him to brush your teeth after you've had your Easter eggs and have a drink of water because you're thirsty after you've had your Easter egg. It's all, it's all from him. Easter bunnies and chickens and uh, lovely cut. Oh, everything's from him. Why should he be first? Because he's my maker, he's my sustainer, he keeps my heart beating. 66 years my heart has been beating. He's never missed a beat. Unless, you know, every time I see my wife, of course, it skips a beat. It's wonderful. He should be first, but this problem I have, sin, happened in the Garden of Eden. And it means, sin means I can't go home to heaven. There is an alternative. I don't want to focus on that. And God desires that none should go there. But everyone should come to heaven. But there's a problem, we can't get there because of sin. They get to heaven, I need a clean life and I can't live one. If I could live a clean life from now on, I've still got my bad record of 66 years. And you've got your bad record of five, ten, eleven. Yeah. Means we can't go home. But God wants us home. So what does he do? He becomes a man himself. And he lives the life I can't live. So for 33 years, see, his life is important. Not just his death on the cross, but equally, his life is vital. I need a clean life to get to heaven. I haven't got one. So Jesus says, I'll live it for them. It's like when you sit an exam, you put your name on the paper and you try and get all the sums right, but you get some wrong. Jesus, when he sat the exam of life, he lived it all perfectly. But wonderfully, he puts your name on the paper. I'm doing it for, what's your name? Micaiah. I do it for Micaiah. What's your name? Boaz. Great names. I'll do it for Boaz. I'll do it for Andy. Put your own name there if you trust him. And then, why does he die? He dies to take away our sin. Sin brings hell. Jesus said, I don't want to have that. I'll take it. See, this is love. It's not a glib little thing. God so loved the world. How do I know? Because he came. And he lived and he died. He took my hell so I could have his heaven. No, Jesus came to do what he could never do from heaven and when he dies on the cross he cries out one of his final words is it is finished it is finished and it's a Greek word uh, my dad was Greek hence Christophides Greek word tetelestai and it means not oh, it's over it's finished it means finished accomplished my f great football team won promotion on Friday night from the championship back to where they belong. And I'm wearing claret and blue in celebration of, of that. And uh, Burnley, yeah, Burnley, that's, my, that's where I'm from, dear Burnley. And that's my, wow, finished all that Vincent Company had planned. And well, there it was, accomplished. Now they want to win the championship and I think that's inevitable. And, uh, but on the finished, accomplished. That's what Jesus was saying, not it was over, accomplished, completed. 
Tetelestai was an accounting term. He had an accountant back then. He, he'd write your bill, and when it was paid, he'd uh, put it on a spike and say, Tetelestai, Tetelestai, Tet paid, paid on the nail, accomplished. Oh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ says it is finished, it is accomplished, it is completed. Sin's penalty has been paid on the cross, but how do I know it's true? Well, him bursting from the grave. See, sin, uh, death hangs on to sinners. When, when uh, we die, sin still to our account, we can never go home to heaven. But Jesus had done nothing wrong. He rose again, proving not only that he is who he claimed to be, but his work actually works. It actually works. We serve a risen Savior. God planned. In eternity past, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even before we fell, the plan to save us is in place. At the point of Adam falling in the Garden of Eden, a promise is given by God to Adam and Eve. I'm going to send someone, the seed of the woman, who will crush Satan's head. Then all the promises and prophecies come in the Old Testament times, all pointing to the one who will come, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he came and he lived and he died. How do I know it's all true? He rose again from the dead. Well, as we come to a conclusion this morning, life can be very difficult. Very sad things happen throughout the world. But also in our lives, our families, our neighborhoods, sad, sad things. But there's coming a time when you personally might come to know that joy of sins forgiven. And ultimately, when Jesus Christ returns, if you've trusted Jesus, it's like this forever. I just can't imagine what it would be like. No problems, no pain, no, no sorrows, we're told, in heaven. No no difficulty with planning permission, no graffiti on walls, no dirt on the street. I just can't, can't comprehend these things. No wars, no earthquakes, just, just, that's gone. Gone, the sorrows, I've got no more tears, we're told. Oh, why? Because Jesus is risen from the dead. And uh, maybe you'll be able to say in uh, 40 47 years from now, oh, it was on the 9th of uh, April, 2023, in Cliddock, Bethlehem Evangelical Church, something happened to me, and I believed that Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, lived and died and rose again, and I trusted him, and uh, I was nine, or I was 10, or I was 11, or I was five, or I was 60, or I was... 70. I'm trying to look around and see who the oldest person is. I don't want to get too personal, but I was, whatever age it might, well, if, if you're in your 80s, you won't be saying this in 47 years' time. I can assure you, you're going to be uh, one place or another. But I trust it's going to be in glory in heaven because, not because of what you've done, not because of church going, not morality, but because of Jesus who came and lived and died and rose.